0: Hi there listeners, welcome to episode 120 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. On the podcast today, joining me is Nikhil Samant. He is a chartered accountant by profession, running his business in Pune. Fascinated by the art of storytelling, his writing quest began in a usual way, essay writing competitions. Years later, he found his passion again when he chanced upon a pan-India contest, Write India. He participated in the Write India contest conducted by Times Group, which was a short story contest based on prompts given by India's 11 prominent authors who then picked three stories each. His story, titled Sometimes Love Is Not Enough, was selected by Mr. Ravinder Singh and it was published by Times Group in its anthology, Write India Stories. In Write India Season 2, another one of his stories got selected by Mr. Anand Neelakantan in the Top 50. This led him to complete his first non-fiction manuscript titled It Wasn't a Waste of Time, The Story of the Most Important Decade in Indian Cricket. Like all Indians, he is a huge fan of the game of cricket. Six years ago, he appeared for an umpiring examination conducted by the Maharashtra Cricket Association and cleared it. Then again, a couple of years ago, he cleared the Level 1 and Level 2 refresher examinations conducted by the BCCI. His passion and the need to be associated with the game has culminated in this manuscript. This book is his tribute to Indian cricket and all the players who have had the privilege to wear the India cap. So let's hop on to understand more about him and what this book is all about. Hi Nikhil, welcome to Never on the Backfoot podcast. Really happy to have you here. How are you doing today?
1: I'm I'm Neha. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, looking forward to a fun fun chat.
0: Absolutely. And uh, before we get started with the topic, uh, I'll just ask you a couple of questions. You know, to acquaint our listeners. Uh, you know, about you and your love for the game. So, what got you first interested in the game? You can talk about yourself as a cricket fan, and what are some of your early memories of the game?
1: Ah, uh, so the earliest memory is sachin smash, smashing all bowling attacks out of park in 96 world uh, cup i would say he made me instantly fall in love with the game uh, i was playing cricket and basketball at that time so It kind of made me understand the highs and lows of a sport so never became one of those uh, extreme fans who would abuse and discard players after uh, one bad performance, uh, which was a common occurrence in small towns where I grew up. Uh, my uncle, my mama also helped me in developing a keenness to understand the game. So that's where it all started.
0: Right. And uh, how was it like, you know, playing cricket in your childhood? And what were some of your fondest memories growing up?
1: Uh, as I said, I grew up in Malwan. It's a small coastal town in Kokan. Uh, My school had this uh, separate playground, which had a 400 meter running track, so it was a huge ground. Uh, The tussle every day there was to get a pitch, as almost entire town used to gather there to play cricket. So, I distinctly remember uh, being there almost every time. My duty was to get uh, to the ground an hour before. And take claim to the on the best pitch possible. So that is uh, a constant memory that I have uh, going to the ground an hour earlier before everyone and securing a pitch. Uh, my game at that time was, I would say a mirror image of uh, Gangulys. He preferred his offside. I was known to hit every single ball on the leg side. Guma, Guma came leg side martata, that was my reputation. So we yeah, have fond memories, fond memories.
0: And I'm also curious to know who was, you know, your favorite cricketer, you know, you grew up idealizing and who is it currently?
1: Uh, Sachin Tendulkar till I die. Uh, he <laughs> has been idol. Uh, of the current lot, I would say uh, Kohli and Bumrah. Hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. And uh, like, you know, everyone has favorite matches too, right? So what were your, uh, what is your favorite match of all time?
1: Uh, I guess the most common answer to this uh, would be, uh, it is difficult to pick one, but I have my (laughs) deep uh, cricket match and it's uh, India versus Pakistan 2003 World Cup. A lot of context to that match, a lot of uh, history to that match, Mm -hmm. but I, that match changed the way India approached Pakistan matches. Uh, Also besides that, according to me, it is Sachin's career based innings hmm. so that's why i have that as my the favorite uh, cricket match of all time
0: fair enough and uh, what is your favorite uh, cricket book of all time do you read a lot of books
1: um, i'm not a voracious reader but i uh, read i read a lot so i would say uh, democracy 11 by rajdeep sardesai mm-hmm. it's a unique uh, i love the way he combined uh, particular uh, cricketer story with a particular uh, phase in India's uh, politics that's a great combination to read about it's a it's a very interesting read
0: right and uh, last but not the least before we jump right into all about your book what do you think is you know the positive impact that cricket has had on your life
1: Well, I mean, there is so much you can learn from cricket and sports in general, right? Uh, Teamwork, resilience, uh, ability to take defeat on the chain, then take one step at a time, perseverance. There are so many life lessons in cricket and in sports in general. So I insist on saying that everyone should play at least one sport. It teaches you so many life lessons that you can use uh, in your future life
0: absolutely agreed. cricket has uh, you know taught me to a lot of lessons this episode is all about nikhil and his book it wasn't a waste of time the story of the most important decade in indian cricket The synopsis of the book is that it's the year 2000. In the month of April, the Delhi police charged South African skipper at the time with match fixing, implicating the Indian team with him. The two devastating words that shatter the love and respect that the Indian fans have in the beautiful game and its players came to a standstill. Cricket became the subject of ridicule and mockery. This book encapsulates four great men, Sachin Tendulkar, Rahul Dravid, VVS Lakshman, and Anil Kumble, led by the enigmatic Sourav Ganguly, who accept the challenge to repair the tarnished image of Indian cricket. Will India's new captain bring back the charm and respect to India's first love? Who will take up Ganguly's mantle? Basically, it's the story of an emotional journey Indian fans underwent in the first decade of the new millennium. It outlines the most important events, matches and series that India participated in and their impact on Indian cricket itself. The book beautifully outlines the most important events that India had participated in at the time to regain its charms back. It had glimpses of the ICC Champions Trophy 2000, India's Tour of England and New Zealand 2002, the ICC World Cup 2003, ICC World Cup 2007 and others presented as a long story short. Although this book is non-fiction, relying heavily on true facts and in statistics, interviews and reports, it still has an element of storytelling and a beautiful coherence that fascinated me. It brings the bittersweet memories of the decade. The book describes how India's guarding ball, India's god of the sport, India's magic man, India's calm head and calmest monk, India's rich brat and India's angry young man and others start their journey of cricket and maintain their status and the world witnessed a new dawn in Indian cricket. There were times when untested and no wise players took the nation by surprise. Each chapter of the book is descriptive enough and brings no flaws along. The book is surely recommended to all cricket lovers and those who love to read about the sport. The language used is subtle, well drafted, and rich. It depicts how the legends of Indian cricket opened all the doors of love that were almost shut upon them. And uh, now that I have this, you know, lovely opportunity to talk to you about your book too, so without further ado, let's, you know, get started on that as well. So now the year is 2000 and uh, it's the month of April. The Delhi police has charged the South African uh, skipper with match fixing, implicating him in the Indian team with him. Now, obviously, for India, it is very devastating. You know, we have match fixing, booking and like everything that's coming into the fore, right? So how did it affect you back then? And what were your immediate sentiments?
1: Uh, so that period needs to be uh, taken into account with the context, hmm. uh, my personal journey. So by the time 2000 came, uh, I was already a cricket fanatic, uh, the kind uh, who eats, smells, touches, breathes cricket, that kind of one. Hmm. So between 96 and 2000, cricket was life and vice versa. I had bunked school to watch matches, I had lied about going to private tuitions and instead Uh, going to my friend's house and watch matches. I have cried for a number of times for every heartbreaking loss. Uh, I still remember not uh, talking to anybody for three days after India lost that semi-final against Sri Lanka uh, in 1996 World Cup. So that kind of an emotional attachment I uh, had with the game. Uh, The decade of the 90s was particularly tough for us with too many heartbreaks to count. And during this time, I was so much into the game that the people around me started worrying about uh, my studies, my future, what is he going to do, this is not good for him, all that kind of talk had already started happening around me. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them even of uh, me for following what they ca- called a useless game <laughs> and scandal hit us. So the difficult part was to accept the fact uh, that the game I was so deeply in love with was a stage drama but more traumatic I would say was to face these people who used to make fun of my intense passion you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that scandal actually threatened to create a permanent void in my life and which was really scary back then.
0: Right. Uh, a lot of sentiments coming through with that, with that one. And, you know, even yeah. at that time, we had the dream team. We had Sachin Tendulkar, Sourav Ganguly, Rahul Dravid, Virendra Seva, BBS Naqshman and Al Kumli. Now, these are absolute hall of famers. Now, in your book, one of the things that really came through was the unique insight you provided on the off the field shenanigans, which many of us are not aware of. And uh, now these are obviously the greatest stars to have graced the game, right? So even when you were like uh, conceptualizing this whole book, how did you manage to get resources and information for the book?
1: Uh, so the matches, uh, series and events uh, that I cover in the book, I have watched most of this uh, these matches. And the emotions that I've tried to put forward, uh, forward are my uh, first-hand experiences. Hmm. So... But- was this conscious effort on my side not to bombard the uh, reader with statistics, but to use those uh, statistics uh, to tell a story? So, for example, when the book talks about the whole Chapel Ganguly uh, era mm-hmm. and that controversy, it is not merely about how the, how the poor our team performed, but uh, you know how every loss felt like a stab in the heart and how every experiment of chapels made me angrier and angrier, and angrier. Hmm. so it book is more about my personal gen, uh, journey as a fan uh, and through me i think i represent a lot of fans who felt the same who felt the same way but the as i said the focus was more on the trauma caused by that regime uh, instead of you know uh, the winning percentages and statistics and all hmm. on the re- For all the stats, scoreboards, uh, news reports, ESPN Creek Info has been my one uh, stop shop. Hmm. It has everything that you need uh, for a book of this kind. Uh, I have referred to some old newspaper articles, uh, magazines like Sports Star and Outlook uh, provided a great in depth analysis of the match fixing scandal. Uh, ESPN Creek Info has a Superb gallery of photos and photos also tell you uh, some stories, you just Mm -hmm. need to uh, define uh, put it together. So those sort of things research wise I used, but as I said, the uh, focus was more on the emotions, uh, I felt as a fan, and I went through in this uh, decade.
0: Right, because in the book too, we can see how well, you know, you've weaved all of these elements together to present such a beautiful narrative that actually puts so many things in perspective as well. But, uh, you know, the book also talks about this new era in Indian cricket. Uh, this is a decade that not only sowed the seeds for your upcoming generations, but it also, you know, kind of helps soothe the pain for fans and players who are, you know, found in the trenches of fixing and betting. Now, the players we spoke about previously too, like Saurav Ganguly, Sachin Delgar, Rahul Ravid, Vivius Lakshman, all of these guys right now, Uh, you know, serve the roles of coaches or mentors and everything. So, uh, they obviously had this mission to, you know, restore the whole image of Indian cricket. There were so many crucial tournaments and tours also happening that time. Now, according Uh, to you, how successful were they in trying to, you know, transform Indian cricket and your thoughts on the same? uh,
1: Well, my generation is still here, watching cricket with the same passion, so we can (laughs) safely say that uh, they were successful. Hmm. Uh, If they had failed i think our generation wouldn't have been here because uh, we uh, had uh, been disconnected with the game with uh, the match fixing scandal and it took a lot of efforts from these guys to bring us back so i would say they were definitely successful as i sit here and talk about cricket uh, when that scandal broke uh, as i said we the fans uh, you know lost hope and trust the first line in the book also is a quote from an american playwright uh, which says uh, the betrayal is the only truth that sticks mm-hmm. so to rebuild that trust indian team needed certain qualities and these individuals these legends brought those qualities to uh, to the setup indian setup so uh, anil Kumre anil Kumar brought uh, a dignified face uh, lakshman brought uh, integrity uh, Dravid became this great guarding wall around which uh, new of players could be developed. Sachin became this uh, one man who whose sheer weight of his performances could bring back crowds and bring back uh, fans to the game again. And Saurav Ganguly became this captain India never had, or at least my generation had seen. Uh, he brought that uh, aggression, he brought that fresh attitude to Indian cricket. And here was a captain who expressed his emotions just like a common fan like me uh, would do. So mm-hmm. that was the instant connection, instant uh, relatability. And I was reconnected uh, to the game and brought back to the game through Saurav ganguly and his ability to lead. So that became a very uh, focal point of uh, fans coming back, uh, to the, fans coming back to the game. And also, uh, we must not forget John Wright's contribution. He Uh was this presence who was overseeing this transition. And uh, most often, we tend to uh, sideline his name and focus on these legends. But he was a key component of that revival story. Mm -hmm. So, these guys brought Indian cricket where it is. Uh, If these guys were not there, Indian cricket would have collapsed uh, in 2000 and then we would not have a Kohli or we would not have a Bumrah or the successes that uh, we have seen in last 10 years. So very essential uh, contribution these guys uh, have made.
0: As guys were heroes and they're absolute gems for Indian cricket who kind of, you know, built the base for our uh, newer crop of cricketers to emerge as well. But uh, even when we focus on the book, right? It starts with like India's Champions Trophy 2000 campaign, then it focuses on a lot of significant matches, series, and events with so much depth and detail, which actually you know keeps the reader hooked on. And we also see the implications it has for uh, Indian cricket. Now, watching cricket for all these years uh, kind of like inspired you to write the book, right? To just put it all on a manuscript and just see it through the whole publishing process. Uh, so it
1: if- You know, every one of us has uh, dreamt of playing for India. Mm Every one of us has hit that World Cup winning shot in our dreams. Uh, I was no different. So, though these dreams never became reality for most of us, uh, you always uh, wanted to be associated with the game. Mm -hmm. So, I believe this book uh, is a product of that urge to stay connected with cricket. And for my generation who had witnessed the match fixing saga of 2000, the ultimate redemption for us was winning the World Cup. So, 2011 provided uh, me that redemption and a fitting into this story, which I very badly wanted to narrate. Mm-hmm. So, the whole idea of getting this book uh, published, getting to write this book and tell this story uh, to uh, to the world that this was the journey from match fixing to winning the World Cup. And as a fan, this was my journey alongside this team.
0: Right. And, you know, you've done it so well too. And also, as we, you know, observe the book progresses, you dive deeper into the details of the relationships these players had with each other, the battles, and, you know, generally the experiences and, you know, kind of uh, uh, the perspective that fans too had on the Indian cricket team. Now, how did you, you know, just uh, get that narrative, stitch it all together and figure out the trajectory?
1: Uh, to be very honest, I got lucky. Uh, the journey had an inbuilt trajectory. Mm-hmm. If you can see this revival of the team under Sourav Ganguly between 2001 and 2004 with those famous wins against England, South Africa, World Cup 2003, uh, that home epic series against Australia. Then uh, under Chapel we had that downfall. That was the blip that you need in a story. Uh, mm-hmm. so the story. So Chapel where we started losing series after series, uh, the entire season was marred by uh, off-the-field controversies, uh, the captain-coach uh, controversy, mm-hmm. and then ended with us uh, getting kicked out of uh, the World Cup 2007 in the first round, in the manner we, in which we did that. Uh, then again, that resurgence under Dhoni uh, happened, where we became number one test team, number one ODI team, uh, one in England, one in New Zealand, I'm talking about test series, mm-hmm. uh, close to winning a test series in South Africa, uh, number of good uh, ODI performances. We won the ODI series in Australia, T20 World Cup, uh, won a uh, series in New Zealand. So that resurgence happened under Dhoni, mm-hmm. which ultimately led into winning, winning the World Cup. So the narrative was pretty much inbuilt uh, in this decade. I just, the story was there to tell. I just needed to put it on paper. And as I said earlier, my conscious effort was to put forth my emotions as a fan during this decade, uh, instead of focusing on stats and uh, matches per se
0: exactly and you've actually done such a good job of it because the book literally serves like you know this documentary of sorts on indian cricket and for young fans who're just getting into the game now if they want to have a look back at cricket from the 2000s this would be like a the perfect book now, even when we talk about the year two thousand, as you've also like reflected on how it wasn't an easy year for fans. Now, this book tells the story from your perspective, from a fan's perspective, which is very important when it comes to sports. Yeah. Now, how awesome. crucial yeah. is a fan perspective when you know you talk about sports?
1: Well, extremely crucial. And currently, if you see, the space of cricket books is largely occupied by biographies or. Uh, from writers who have an insider view. Hmm. Uh, say for example, someone like uh, Pradeep magazine or Borya Mujundar or Rasmim. Uh, These are the guys who are writing cricket books. But hmm. uh, there's hardly any book which gives a fan's perspective. And let's be honest here, it's the fans who bring that one essential ingredient which sets sports apart from anything else, real-time emotion. So the fan's perspective is extremely important uh, I was surprised to see so much, uh, so less written uh, from a fan's perspective in this space. But I'm glad that I could bring that aspect out and occupy a small space in that area.
0: Exactly, you know, you are a trailblazer of sorts, having said the uh, past for so many of us young fans too, who want to, you know, probably pen something in the future. But if you had to also reflect on your journey right now, who are some of the people who have, you know, kind of helped your journey so far as an author, who have helped you right from the conceptualization phase till the publishing phase and are a bit like thick, like thick with you right now?
1: Uh, so uh, my Write India journey has been very helpful uh, to write for the likes of uh, Amish Tripathi, Ashwin Sangee, uh, Ravinder Singh, Ravi Subramaniam, uh, Jai Shri Mishra, Shobhade, uh, Anand Nilkantan, Raskin Bond uh, was a great learning experience and uh, as well as a uh, huge challenge. Then getting my short stories selected by some of them gave me that confidence to finish the book and actually try getting it published. Mm-hmm. So that just gave me that confidence to you know uh, think that yeah I can complete this book and this book can book can get published. My wife has been a biggest influence. She has equally worked hard on this book. She has edited it. She has uh, uh, read it so many times. She has been the harshest uh, critic uh, of this book and couldn't have been, this book couldn't have been a reality without her. So these two aspects actually uh, propelled me to complete this book. Uh, Complete this book, yeah.
0: Right. And uh, considering, you know, the time span of the book also, it covers a lot of, uh, you know, events and series and masses and everything. So when did you start writing the book and how did you plan it all out? Like, and also, you know, how did you come up with the title of your book?
1: Uh, so I always uh, wanted to write a book and write something about, uh, about cricket. And as these matches were happening, uh, as I was witnessing these uh, matches, I wanted to write about them. Uh, But, you know, every story needs to have a great end. And I was not finding that end to this story. Hmm. MSD 6 gave me that end. So after that, I found a perfect uh, culmination to this story. So I started writing in 2011 after winning the World Cup. Hmm. Uh, Because earlier... The ultimate redemption for my generation, uh, that match fixing uh, scandal was the World Cup. So after winning that World Cup, I started writing. Uh, In fact, wrote the first draft in in three to four months match, uh, but which turned out to be utterly horrendous. So then the actual process started of rewriting, editing, going back to the... uh, you know, basic uh, manuscript mm-hmm. going back. That's how we can incorporate stats and a story. So that journey started after uh, I completed the first draft, and I'm glad that it uh, turned out to be bad, so uh, <laughs> I could you know make so many changes. Uh, four or five years after that, I was uh, sort of I. Was working on the second draft and the final draft because I was also simultaneously doing my day job. So mm-hmm. it took me four to five years to uh, finalize the draft, and then the publishing process started. Where I started getting rejections initially, as it always happens, and then one fine day, one publisher got interested. I wrote the title, and there is a very interesting uh, story to that. Mm-hmm. So in my early years of so you know, intensely following cricket uh, between '96 to 2000, one phrase that I repeatedly heard was, "You are wasting your time watching this stupid game. <laughs> what is who is it going to help you?" Uh, those are the constant things that I, uh, those are the things I constantly heard. And after that, match-fixing scandal, all these eyes surrounded me with, uh, "Told you so," that kind of attitude, mm. and I had no answer. But the next 11 years after 2000 actually provided me that answer, uh, the answer that I was looking for. And that answer then became the title of the book. You know, it wasn't a waste of time. Following cricket has been my life and it has repaired. It has repaired following cricket because the emotional satisfaction that I got in 2011 after mm-hmm. Dhoni hit that... Uh, I think was unparalleled and i don't think i can feel that ecstasy uh for anything else so that's how the title actually came about
0: <laughs> that is actually uh, you know a very fascinating insight and uh, considering you know you have this background in uh, like commerce you're a chartered accountant yourself so when you you know started writing the book you must have obviously faced some challenges and hurdles Also, you know, it must have been for you uh, a task, you know, to like build up your whole writing processes and everything. So could you like give us an insight about how all of that panned out? Uh,
1: So writing this book, as I said, the context and the uh, material was easy for me because Mm. as I said, I watched those matches. I had uh, felt these emotions. So uh, I knew what I wanted to write, and how I f- felt uh, during certain moments of these uh, 11 years. So the emotion was first hand, so it was pretty easy to uh, put forth, uh, statistics and all, uh, of course, everything is easily available. So that was uh, not a problem. The biggest challenge I would say I faced was uh, uh, putting it together because mm-hmm word constraint also. Uh, As a first time author, I could not uh, go beyond certain word limit uh, according to the feedback that I got from publishers. So that was a big challenge to edit uh, certain parts out and put certain parts in. There are many matches that I uh, actually wanted to write about, but just could not, uh, you know, uh, get it in this script. So that was a, uh, sort of a challenge for me to uh, keep this between the keep this inside the word limit that was prescribed to me.
0: Right. And because passion obviously reflects right now, you did talk about how there were so many things that you did want to write about, but because of uh, the restrictions on the word limit, you couldn't. Now, if you also had to reflect on some of the hardest parts of the book to write, what immediately comes to your mind?
1: Uh, I guess... Uh, To find the finished, I found it very hard to conclude that, yes, this is my final draft and this is the one to get published because there was so many things that I wanted to write about, uh, but I could not uh, incorporate those in the book because of various uh, reasons. But that was the hardest part for me to uh, understand and know. My finished product and yes, this is the final draft and I want this as uh, my first book. Uh, Even now when I uh, go through some of the chapters, I feel I should have included this, I should have edited something out and it's a never-ending process. Uh, So to realize that it's a never-ending process is a bit hard, but you have to do it.
0: Right. And uh, even, you know, starting off as an author, you must have read like a lot of works too. So who are some of your, you know, favorite authors and what do you like best about them?
1: Uh, So, cricket-wise, I have, uh, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Rajdeep Sardesha's Democracy 11 is a uh, great book. Uh, Biographies uh, to sugarcoat everything. So I'm not a big fan of biographies, but in that uh, spectre, uh, Saurav's uh, biography is uh, really nice. Uh, It is as closer to the truth as possible. Sachin's biography, I had to buy it because I idolized that man. So Sachin's biography, uh, I would say a bit here and there. Mm. But there is no uh, book which uh, gives a fans perspective at least i in my research it did not come up so mostly the biographies and a uh, couple of books here and there
0: right and uh, considering you know you have written this book do you have any upcoming projects and uh, uh, you know a sequel to this book or anything else in the book?
1: Uh, nothing <laughs> as of yet uh, there are a couple of ideas that i am developing uh, again around cricket mm-hmm. but nothing of now. <laughs>
0: okay. And uh, tips for upcoming authors and writers?
1: Oh, You know, I have uh, published just one book and that <laughs> seven years and almost somewhere around 30 rejections. So, it would be very pompous of me to give tips to any other author. <laughs> uh, but I can, you know, share what following cricket and sport in general has uh, taught me. Hmm. Uh, hang in and keep at it.
0: Absolutely. That is some uh, real quality advice. And uh, that does conclude our questions for this interview. Shall we get started with our rapid fire round? Oh,
1: okay. Okay.
0: So, How would you pitch your book to a non-cricket fan?
1: Mm, to a non-cricket fan, I would say it's the greatest uh, sporting comeback story of all time.
0: Okay. And uh, what's your favorite non-cricket book?
1: Oh, India after Gandhi uh, by Ram Chandra.
0: Okay, your go-to person for advice. Oh, my wife. A book you wish you had written. Oh, ah, uh, <laughs>
1: 1984. Uh, I wished I had. Uh, I had that uh, imaginative foresight that that book has.
0: Right, and uh, who, in your opinion, is the most? Underread author. This can be across any genre.
1: Oh, me for sure. I need to sell some copies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And what's your favorite uh, movie and song?
1: Movie and song. There are so many. I can't pick one. Uh, But the movies that I can watch, you know, any time and n number of times. Those movies. I can name a few of them. Uh, The Shawshank Redemption. Uh, the Dark Knight, Godfather, then Jane Vitoyra is another classic that I can watch n number of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many. Eh? Okay. Oh, song would be really, really difficult. <laughs> sure, music follows, so can't pick one song. Can't pick one song. There are so that many. Is. My playlist has nine songs, so I don't <laughs> one song.
0: Fair enough. And uh, what has been the toughest criticism that you know you have received since becoming a published author?
1: Uh, to be very honest, people have been very kind so far. Uh, mm-hmm. I have not received harsh criticism or any harsh comments as of now. People have been really very kind. That's
0: <laughs> amazing to hear. And last but not the least, what's the best compliment you have received?
1: Oh, the best compliment. Uh, uh, Some of the readers uh, uh, told me that they had this urge of uh, watching highlights of the matches uh, that the book talks about soon after reading them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the book is making them nostalgic. The book is uh, uh, making them, uh, taking them down the memory lane, which is what it did for me. And Mm -hmm. that is what I was set out to achieve. So that's a great compliment. I wanted that to happen to people and the fact that it is happening is a great compliment
0: absolutely a win win situation for everyone and uh,
1: absolutely yeah.
0: <laughs> with this we draw curtains on the episode thank you so much nikhil you know for taking time off your schedule to do this uh, interview you've thank been super cooperative throughout and it was an absolute pleasure interviewing you do you have any final thoughts th- and a message for our listeners thank
1: you th- thank you so much yeah it's been a it has been a wonderful chat uh, i was Hoping to have a fun chat and it turned out to be one. So glad uh, we could do this. (laughs) And um, to listeners, please buy my book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. When I uh, promote the episode, I will be sure to put out links for your books. And uh,
1: thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much. Take care.
1: Thank you, Neha. Thank you. Take care.
0: I'd like to thank you all for ardently supporting this podcast. It really gives me the strength and zeal to keep working and delivering quality content to you all. A heartfelt thank you. Do check out at the rate never on the back foot on Instagram and at the rate never on the back one on Twitter for the latest facts, trivia, quizzes, terminology and a lot more. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Feel free to share your thoughts and suggestions on the already published episodes and recommendations for future topics. Do share this episode widely and your support is really appreciated. See you next time, listeners. Cheers, stay safe and take care. Bye for now.